0: How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 142 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's show, I'm going to recap the roller coaster that was game one and then get you ready for game two today at 1.30 p.m. local time. Gotta love these afternoon games. Uh, before I get into everything, though, please follow us on social media at Locked on, A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Also, today's show is brought to you by Postmates. When you need wine at 4 p.m., sushi at 9 p.m., a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m., and ibuprofen at 10 a.m., Postmate it. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service you need all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the United States and offer delivery from all of the restaurants, grocery and convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. No more trips to the store. You don't even need to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver it to you. Download the app for iOS and Android for free, browse local restaurants and businesses, and track your delivery in real time. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKED ON. That is one word locked on for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download the Postmates app and save with code LOCKED ON one word. Alright, here we go. The A's dropped game one of their division series against the Astros 10-5, and that final score makes it look pretty ugly, but for the first five innings, it was actually a very fun game. We were having a lot of fun on Twitter uh, saying curse words about, you know, home runs and things. It was... A good time. Uh, Matt Matt Olson started off nice. He worked a walk. Then he hit a homer. He had a couple of runs. Good job on Matt Olson. Maybe he's getting it going. Chris Davis hit a two-run homer that scored Matt Olson. That's his second run right there. And then uh, Sean Murphy he added a home run of his own. We are having a great time. It was so much fun. The bats. Seemed like they had come to play in this game. And uh, o- Oakland had a 5-3 to three lead. It-, it was going really well. And then the sixth inning started. And uh, J.B. Wendelkin came on. Looked like he was going to get out of the sixth inning on just eight pitches. It was going, you know, a- according to plan. Everything was falling into line. This is how you drop an A's win in game one. And, uh, you know, everything was going according to plan. Everything was going great. And then, uh, and then there was the play, if we're going to call it that. Uh, Simeon bobbled a grounder. That would have gotten the A's out of the inning, and he, he didn't. He bobbled it. Josh Reddick ran. He, he he had gusto, and he was playing the game the right way, and he got the first base. And then, uh, then the wheels fell off, so... That was the the fun part of the game. Uh, The Astros scored four unearned runs in the sixth inning, and a lot of the blame has been heaped on Simeon following his misplay. And that one miscue did change the feel of the game dramatically, and it swung the momentum in the favor of Houston. But, I mean, Wendelkin did allow three hits right after that uh, before being lifted for Jake Diekman, who allowed a single to Michael Brantley that scored another run. Uh, So Diekmann... Mercifully ended that inning uh, on the next batter there. So that was fun. But that's the big play that came out of game one. Um, The A's lost the game because of the play, most likely. Uh, The three runs that Houston scored after that came against Lou Trevino and Jordan Weems. Hard to see the Ast- or the A's uh, using those two guys in a tighter game or a game that they're winning. It would have been hard to see, you know, Trevino and Weems getting into a game in a game that the A's were winning. Uh, you probably would have seen Wendell can go out there for the seventh as well if he had only thrown eight pitches in the sixth. And then you have your bullpen set up. You got Soria in the eighth and then uh, Liam Hendricks in the ninth. And there you go. That, that's the win. That was probably the formula right there. Uh, and that did not come to fruition because uh, there was a little misplay. So that one play is going to definitely dominate the headlines if the A's do not win this series. Uh, It already has dominated most of the headlines, but the A's had their chances early in this game, too. I I know that you want to look at the one play because the A's had the lead and all that stuff, but uh, they had... First and second with nobody out in the third. And a double play and a strikeout kind of ended that threat. And then they had second and third with nobody out in the fourth. And they went strikeout, ground out, strikeout to produce another zero runs. So to beat this Astros team, you have to do two things. And that is one, take advantage of your opportunities. And two, do not give them extra chances. The A's did both of these things in game one. So they're going to have to play better baseball. Pure and simple. That's the key to victory is uh, you got the lead. Keep the lead. Don't give them extra chances. Keep adding on runs. I mean, I know that that's simple and whatnot, but that's kind of the, the blueprint against a team like the Astros. Uh, moving on to a couple of other observations that I had from Monday, because I know that, that dominated the headlines, and you can hear about that wherever, but uh, this is not why you come to lockdown age. You come here for original takes. So, original takes. Uh, I thought that it was an interesting decision that they went with uh, that Dusty Baker went with Ryan Presley in the ninth with a five-run lead. Um, w- will that come into play later on in the series? We will see. Um, and I know that Presley hasn't been pitching much recently, but if he can go in three games this series, because he can't, he's gone, he can go back to back games, but he doesn't do three in a row very often. I know Dusty Baker knows his guys better than I do, most likely, but uh, if he can go three, then you just used one of those in a five run game. Is that something that you necessarily want to do? Um, also. You let the AC Ryan Presley recently know, and the more times that you face a pitcher, the better your odds are of hitting that pitcher later in a series. So, obviously, the decision worked out in the short term, and there's no denying that. Uh, Presley came in, threw seven pitches, and sent everybody home. So, maybe he, because he only threw seven pitches, uh, he can pitch four games, and maybe that's something that Dusty Baker knows, or maybe he was gonna throw four pitches or every day if needed. I don't know, but uh, I know that Dusty Baker probably knows this better than I do, but I. Based on how he's been used this season, I was like, yeah, he's probably got like three games in him. Uh, maybe they're just trying to lock up, uh, you know, a three game sweep and that's their path to victory. And they're going with that and they're not even worrying about a game five. That's another option. But uh, it it does seem as though it could come back to fight them down the line. If the A's can scratch out a couple of wins here and there is a game five and then Ryan Price comes in in a situation and the A's get to him because they've seen him twice already or three times already. And uh, that that could work in the A's favor. So keep an eye on that. If the A's do make a run and face him, you know, a couple more times this series, throwing him in a five-run game to start off the series could come back in the A's favor a little bit later on. I know that... Uh, you know, it, it worked out with, you know, him shutting them down and throwing seven pitches and all that stuff. But it also didn't create momentum for the A's, which is something that the White Sox were like, yeah, we, we feel really good heading into game three because we, we hit Liam Hendricks. He threw a bunch of pitches, all this stuff. Uh, so that works out in the Astros' favor, obviously, where uh, the A's just didn't do anything against Ryan Presley. He threw four pitches to the first two guys. That's pretty solid outing. But this is definitely something that I'm going to be keeping an eye on uh, as the series progresses. Um, Moving over to the starters, though, Bassett and McCullers each lasted for four innings and got touched up a little bit. The ball seemed to just be flying at Dinger Stadium. I'm not going to talk about either of those addings too much because uh, I feel like the ballpark had a little bit of play in this one. Uh, I I liked the A's um, approach against McCullers. He, He doesn't really pitch well on the road. And I felt like they had a game plan for him. They executed it. And, uh, you know, Chris Davis had a big home run. That was fun. Matt Olsen went deep. That was cool. Um, So, yeah, we'll we'll see what the game plan is for the next couple of games here. I'll go over game two's game plan here in a minute. But uh, I'm going to keep going with some things that the Astros were saying after the game. And uh, this is from Chandler Rome of the Houston Chronicle. He tweeted after the game. Uh, that McCullers said uh, we have a good team we may not have some big names big bank accounts but we have guys with balls we got a good team and uh, serious question are the Astros delusional because that is an insane comment the Astros have the fourth highest payroll this year With 11 of their guys on the squad getting over a million dollars this season, even after the COVID payroll adjustment, or, you know, prorated salaries, their top three guys are nearly the entire A's payroll. And he could have been talking about the Astros pitching staff. I did not see any clarifications. It just said, this is our people. Um, So that would mean the Astros, not the pitching staff. But anyways, if he was talking about the pitching staff, still not quite as crazy, but still an insane comment when you're talking about the Astros as opposed to the A's, the team that you're facing, being a bunch of no-name guys and also big bank accounts and all that stuff. Name recognition. I don't know. Uh, weird. Um, they, they still have Zach Granke on their roster and he, uh, before... His salary got prorated. He was due $32 million this season. And if you add in McCullers and Presley, they're at nearly $45 million for those three pitchers. And that, again, that's like half the A's payroll. So yeah, you got a bunch of no-name guys that don't make any money. Cool. The A's are fielding half a team for a guy that they didn't start Game 1 or Game 2 and a guy that got shelled in Game 1. So I'm fired up for Game 2, if you couldn't tell. Uh, Speaking of Game 2, I'm going to go over the Game 2 starters here in just a minute So stay locked in with Locked On A's. I'll be right back. Today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. They are a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor rail, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same auto parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write code locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Welcome back to the Locked On Aids podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe wherever you like podcasts. Um, Also, if you can, please uh, leave a rating and a review. I know that it's not available everywhere, but if you can, that'd be great. Uh, We're we're moving up the charts. It's been very fun. We're like our highest point. I think we're like 35 in baseball podcasts in America. So uh, let's get up to like... Thirty-four or something—I don't know. I think you got to leave ratings and reviews for that to happen. Uh, it's been exciting. Playoffs got a playoff boost going. Um, also, if, uh, if if you want to live tweet with us, we we do live tweeting at Locked On A's. Uh, so if you want to watch the game with us or just keep up with the game while you're at work, just follow us at Locked On A's, and that's how you do that. Um, so that's it for that. Let's get into uh, today's matchup here, though. Um, each starter has faced the opposition once this season, with Shamanaya going seven innings on September 10th, allowing two hits and an earned run while striking out four. Uh, he, this is, he's been doing really well. Jonaheim, I've been saying it for, since it started, uh, Jonah Heim behind the dish makes him a better pitcher. And I'll get into that here in a little bit, but uh, that's when everything turned around. Jonaheim got called up. He started pitching much better, and things have been good. I feel confident in him uh, in game two, I think. We'll see. Uh, Moving on, I don't know that he's going to be able to recreate the line that I mentioned just a minute ago uh, with an expected game time temperature of 88. But, you know, hey, we'll see. The ball is flying on Monday and hopefully that continues, but also only for the A's. With Baniah being a lefty and the Astros having a bunch of righty bats, it's not going to be an easy task to keep the ball in the field, especially with the higher temperatures and the ball flying like it was on Monday. But I think that if they can get like six innings and three runs out of them, six and four if the A's offense is doing okay, I think that you would take that. Uh, You just want them to go a little bit deeper than Chris Bassett did on Monday. Uh, save that bullpen a little bit, set up your late-inning guys just from the starter to the late-inning and not have to go with the, the bridge in between those guys, and I think that you'd be okay with that. So, uh, that's what I'm hoping for personally from Sean Manaya on Tuesday. Um, a couple of things going in Maniah's favor. He has allowed a batting average against in day games of 182, along with a 203 on-base percentage. Those are both really good. Uh, he'll also be pitching on a ton of rest with his last outing coming on September 23rd. Uh, his 3rd, th- Restarts on six plus days of rest of the season resulted in a 242 batting average against and a 266 on base percentage, his best on any amount of rest of the season. So uh, that that is a plus. Those are good signs for Shawn Maniah to do well against the divisional opponent. And uh with Shao Maniah pitching, as I said just a minute ago, Jonah Heim's likely gonna be the catcher because a lot of Manaya's resurgence this season has come with Manaya behind, uh, behind the dish. He has a 283 ERA with him behind the plate and uh, a 584 ERA with Sean Murphy behind the plate. So obviously that's a big difference. And uh, you, you want Sean Murphy in the game, the way that he's been swinging it. But my guess is that he'll come on in a big spot once Mania is lifted because he can catch any, pretty much anybody else. Um, I know that people are going to be saying that Austin Allen should have been on the roster instead of Weems or so that Murphy could DH instead. Uh, while Mania makes his starts because Murphy's been so good at the plate. But are you really going to take Chris Davis out of the game? I, I don't think so. He's been... Pretty good against both lefties and righties, and also the A's will be facing a lefty in this game. So Chris Davis would be in line for this start anyway. I don't think that it would have come into play in this game uh, no matter what. So I I think that Jordan Weems didn't have it obviously, uh, he didn't record now he gave up a couple of runs, but, uh, I, I liked the idea of having an extra pitcher. Maybe it could have been somebody that could give you a little bit more length, like James Caprillion or something like that. Give him some postseason experience. Uh, the Astros, I don't think have faced him. So, you know, somebody like that, just somebody that can give you some mop up innings. They can give you more mop up innings than like one or two, maybe. Um, that's my only second guess on that one. I liked the move before it happened. He didn't have it. And uh, I don't think that they were counting on him having it necessarily because they already were down by a few runs when they brought him in. So, I mean, if he had had a good ninth inning, then maybe they could use him in other spots, but he didn't. So he's probably not going to pitch again this series. So uh, that's how that one goes. Um, I will, I'm will. want to circle back over here to Shamanai and Jonah Heim. I think in this case with Murphy swinging the bat really well and Manaya needed Heim. i think that you got to go with who Manaya is more comfortable with behind the plate i don't think that that should be a question haim should be getting the start behind the plate because if he's feeling good and pitching well then you don't need a big offensive performance or as big as of an offensive performance i still want the ace to score like 40 runs each game uh that would make me feel more comfortable but um if Manaya's is allowing like one run as opposed to four all of a sudden, you don't necessarily need Sean Murphy in there for his two at-bats that he would have gotten with um, an eye on the mound. You can bring him in in like the 6th or 7th or whatever. It's fine. Um, moving over to the Astro starter, though, Framber Valdez. His one start against the A's was also pretty good. He went seven innings, gave up two runs. One of those was earned on seven hits and a walk. Obviously, if he pitches like this again on Tuesday, the A's could be in trouble. But uh, there's also some good news. First, the A's got some chances against Framber Valdez in that August start, so if they can capitalize on some of those chances like they didn't in Game 1 or in that first game against Framber Valdez, then they can hang some crooked numbers on the board. And second, it looks as though teams that have faced him twice generally had a poor outing against him in the first time and then fared much better the second time around facing him so he had a really good august posting a 185 era but in september that ballooned up to a 501 he pitched really well against the twins in relief last week but again first time seeing him so i don't know that uh they, they were ready for that surprise out of the bullpen getting him for five innings he shut him down and first time seeing him he, he's gonna he's gonna do that to you but the a's have now seen him and know that he's coming so that's working in their favor i think uh, some other notes to keep an eye on for Framber valdez is that a lot like lucas giolito is that if you let him settle in he'll just start rolling so the first time through the order he has a 288 batting average against that is pretty high Uh, and also that goes with along with a 761 on base plus slugging ops Uh, those drop dramatically in the second and third time through the order so you're gonna want to get to them early in the game and that would also uh, play well for the rest of everything too you get into that bullpen hopefully start working on those guys and then set yourself up for later in the series Uh, and so to that point you want to get to him in his first 25 pitches where he has a 317 batting average against And then lastly, keep an eye on who is catching Framber Valdez on Tuesday because a lot like Sean he pitches way better throwing to the backup catcher, Dustin Garneau. If you see Martin Maldonado back there, his ERA is 429 with him instead of a 2.00 with Garneau catching him. So that is a fun little note to keep an eye on. I think that they'll probably go with Maldonado just just because. Uh, He has eight starts with Maldonado and three with Garneau. So uh, it seems as though they'll go for offense in this one and, you know, ERAs be damned they'll just score a bunch of runs themselves so for this game even before I saw the stats on Framber being vulnerable at the beginning of the game, I thought that it would be imperative for the A's to get out to a good start get some runs on the board start changing that narrative that they started to create on uh, on Monday you know hang a few on the board early get going get some of that momentum back and uh, you know it's gonna be another close game probably. Maybe, maybe another high-scoring close game. That'd be fun. You know, like 7-5 or 23-21 to or something. <laughs> please, please don't make it a 23-21 to game. That would be so not fun. Um, but I do think that there is plenty of reason to still be believing in this A's team. Um, I, I like the A's chances in this series. The Astros needed to win game one to keep their route to a series win alive. Uh, at least their most clear playoff route. They could also, you know, luck into some other stuff. They lucked into the... They didn't like into winning game one. They got the key hits when they needed to. You can't give them those opportunities. So uh, don't give them those opportunities. That's a, that's a start for game two. But yeah, take advantage of your own opportunities. Don't give them extra ones. Basically, do what you did in all of the other innings besides the sixth. That, that's all. That's all I'm asking. Just do that. Do those eight other innings, and then don't let Lou Trevino and uh, Jordan Weems pitch in those other situations, and then everything's fine. Uh, so, as I said, the Astros did what they had to do in order to uh, get their easiest path to a series win. They, they, they got their game one win. I still think that if the A's can make it a deeper series, go four or five games, so they got to win a couple of games, um, then I think that they have a good shot because their depth should win out against these Astros and a bunch of their no-name guys that don't make any money and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I think that the A's depth uh, should be there. I know that the bullpen wasn't there in game one, but... Uh, Was it really many of your good guys that did it? I mean, J.B. Wendelkin is one of the better relievers. I like seeing him on the mound. And he get he did give up those three extra hits, but he should have been out of that inning, so do you hang those four runs on him necessarily? Uh the score didn't. Those were unearned. And the A's key relievers that they did use with Petit and Wendelkin and uh Deekman and that's when we did actually. Uh, they did not allow any runs. So I know that the bullpen looked like they faltered and all that stuff, but it wasn't necessarily them that did the faltering. I mean it was Jordan Weems and Lou Trevino, and I don't know that they're gonna be in big situations moving forward, so uh you still got your big guns in the bullpen. I still believe in the bullpen. Uh, They're a bend but don't break bunch. So, uh, that's what I'm going with for the rest of this series. Um, I would like to hear your predictions, though, ahead of this coming game. What do you think is going to happen? Who's going to have the big hit? Who's don't tell me the Astros are gonna win because that's not fun. Um, but who how is Shamanai gonna do? who's gonna have the big hit for the A's and uh, what are you looking out for? Let me know at locked on As on Twitter and uh, get those in before game time and I'll start retweeting. so that's gonna be it for me today you guys. so until next time stay indoors and celebrate good times Oakland keep wearing those masks. Let's get a win in game two tie this series up and I'll talk with you guys tomorrow.